Good morning, good evening, good night, whatever time it is, man. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're studying. I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, and we're on Amos chapter 9, verses uh, 5 through 10. We're getting close to the end, guys. It's been a great study, and I'm glad that you guys have been following along as we've been opening up and expounding upon what God has been trying to let us know in his scriptures. So we're on nine, five through 10. If you uh, haven't read it, stop the tape here. Go ahead and read it. If you have read it, let's dive on deep, man. What is uh, Amos saying? What is Amos saying? Well, what occurs here is that uh, the Lord declares who he is. The Lord says what power he has and that he has the ability to do all that he says he's going to do. He says he's, it's crazy because the last episode we talked about, he says that, that his people whom he loved and he called and he chose out of all the people of the world, he says now his eyes are on them for evil and not for good, for calamity and not for good. And then some people may not believe it, but he declares the power that he has to accomplish this. That's what all those adjectives, that's where all those descriptors are about God when he says he builds his house in the heavens, man. You know what I mean? And like the, the earth is like his his footstool or his chambers. And then uh, where it says that he he calls the waters out of the the sea rain over dry land where it says that it's rather like the, the rising of the Nile and the, and the sinking of the Nile. All of those things talk about who he is. That's why he ends it with the fact that the Lord is his name. Uh, Yahweh is his name. And we've seen that, that construction a few times as God has declared what he is going to do. Then he has stated who he is and his ability to do it. And now as he does this, man, he begins to talk even more about the people in whom this calamity is going to fall upon. You see, I said earlier in the beginning of this, as well as uh, in the other one, um, the last episode, I talked about how these is a people in whom he loves and he is dear. He cares for out of all the people in the nations. He says, I have chosen you, O Israel. He says, but with this, though, there still is no partiality. They, Matter of fact, there seems to be a heavier weight on them because of the knowledge that they have of who God is and his commandments that he's given them, his will. And so now he says, are you are you not like uh, the Cushites? The, uh, he says, and I brought you out of the land of Israel. You know, he said, we had this special relationship you thought was going to keep you safe. He says, but I also brought the Philistines up out of there and the Aramites up out of there. He's like, and look what happened to them. And he says, I look upon, my eyes are upon sinful kingdoms and I destroy them. He destroys sinful kingdoms. It doesn't matter if it's uh, uh, the people in whom he claims the people whom he placed his name upon, or if it's just some pagan nation. He destroys sinful kingdoms, man. And he called this kingdom to be something special. 
But they didn't heed the call. They didn't heed the call. And so he is going to destroy them. But there's hope. There is hope. And so he says that uh, this destruction will not come upon everyone. Because God sees. His eyes are upon sinful kingdoms, which he destroys. But the people in it, he recognizes and knows who love him, serve him, and honor him, and do what he's called them to do. He says he's going to sift them like wheat, and there will not be a rock that will pass through. There will not be a rock that will pass through. And so the idea is that God is going to sift his people. And those who are righteous will fall to the earth and they will get to claim it as their own. They will be a, a remnant that will be left for him so that uh, uh, his people will prosper. But those who are sinful, the rocks, the, the grime, the grit, the nastiness that is still inside of the little sifter, they will be destroyed. They will be destroyed. So what does it say about God? Is that that God is powerful. I mean, he is He's amazing. He's beyond compare. The things that he can do and, and who he is and what he's done, it's just beyond compare. He's, he's wonderful. He's majestic. He's almighty. That is his name. That is his characteristic. That is who he is. And that's just, that's just something we could sit and comprehend on for, I mean, forever. Just his attributes, just how powerful it is, how creative he is, man, how loving and gracious he is, how just and righteous he is, how holy and separate from all of creation he is. That's who God is, and that's what's testified about this. But what does this say about man? Well, judgment is coming for man. Our sins will find us out. But blessings are on those who commit their lives to God, who serve God. And today we recognize that the way that we serve God is by honoring Christ. And so those who honor Christ are saved from wrath and are filled with the blessings and the inheritance that is to come. And the application for this is that I, I think that is let your actions demonstrate your devotion you see the this is the people that serve and honor him will be the ones that will be sifted through and be able to make it and it's not because of their actions that they do it it's because of their devotion to god that they do the actions so take a look at your life i'm gonna take a look at mine and i'm gonna see where my action am i am i being uh, um sympathetic to the people that are around me? Am I putting myself in the shoes of others who need help? Am I serving the oppressed and the needy? Am I loving my wife? Am I caring for the people that are around me? Am I testifying to the goodness of God by my actions and my deeds? Because if that's my heart, that's what I'll do. But if it's not, then beware, man. Justice is coming. I'll see you guys in the next episode.